The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. In business, you have to play to win. You need an edge. You'll find that edge in the Business Locker Room. Hey, business is like sports, and I want to bring the locker room to the boardroom. Giving you the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. With compelling interviews, cutting-edge business tactics and ideas, and the X's and O's segment with Miles Austin. I welcome in my good friend, Miles Austin. Welcome to the Business Locker Room. Now, here is your host, Kelly Riggs. Hey, welcome into the Business Locker Room, everybody. Great to have you on board. It's the show with compelling conversations and useful content that you can use to improve your business. Beginning today, there's absolutely no need to wait. Uh, Great to have you on board, whether you're a sales rep, a manager, business owner, executive, entrepreneur, doesn't matter. If you have an interest in marketing, sales, social media, business strategy, anything you can think of that has to do with business, the business locker room, definitely the place for you, the show where you're going to get some content that you can take back and change the way you're doing things absolutely immediately. You can follow us at uh, bizlockerroom.com. Go on, find out about our past shows, listen to our podcast. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Kelly Riggs. And by the way, one of the great ways that I hear people, uh, of course, listening to the podcast, we're broadcasting live uh, from the world headquarters of the business locker room right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But uh, many people listen to the podcast. They simply go to iTunes, subscribe, download it, put it on their mobile device, and link it through Bluetooth as they're driving in the car and they have the opportunity to listen to the podcast like they would a radio station or anything else. Uh, Not a great way to do it if you want to take notes, and many times people are telling me they're writing as fast as they can to take notes of the different things that are going on. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you today. Mr. Bill Cates will join us in just a few moments, and we'll talk about referrals. If you need referrals in your business, If it'll help drive sales, put more opportunities in your pipeline, definitely want to spend some time listening to the details today. Going to tell you more about Bill's brand new book. And then later in the show, we'll talk to Miles Austin in the X's and O's segment. Got some really cool things. We're going to fill in some of the blanks on the video series that we've been doing. And he's going to tell us about a branding tool that he uses on YouTube. I'm excited to talk about that. And we'll we'll talk about some ideas of where you can use video to enhance your business. Coming up over the next couple of three weeks, wow, what a lineup here. We've got Michael Lee Stallard on board next week. He's the author of a brand new book called Fired Up or Burned Out, and we'll talk leadership and management with him. John Ferrara in two weeks on December the 1st. He's, of course, is the CEO of Nimble. Can't wait to talk to him about CRM and sales and content generation, lead generation, all those kinds of things. And then on the 8th of December, Special, special guest, Rob Waldo Waldman, former aviator and just a world-class speaker known all over the world, 
uh, with a fantastic message. Can't wait to have him on the show and talk about uh, success and motivation and so many other things that he can speak to. Thanks to Michael Surgit. He's our engineer. He's on the other side of the glass. He'll be taking care of all the engineering details and always glad to have him on the other side. Bill Cates joins me in the business locker room today. We're going to share how top pros consistently get great referrals and how they use them to build their businesses. We'll discuss how to get referrals without asking, how to promote referrals without begging or pushing, how to turn referrals into introductions, much, much more. Bill is the president of Referral Coach International, and you can find him at referralcoach.com. He's got several books out, his most recent, Beyond Referrals. His referral system, listen now, has been ref- has been featured in a number of big-time magazines, including the Wall Street Journal, Money Magazine, Success Magazine. Uh, he has um, founded the Referral Coach Academy, and they train people, take them through their curriculum to teach them how to be more effective at getting referrals. Just a pleasure and an honor to have uh, Bill on board. Bill, welcome to the Business Locker Room. Great to have you. Hey, great to be with you. Thank you. Well, I've uh, I've had I've got a lot of anticipation about today, Bill, because uh, as a, as a sales guy with three and a half decades of experience, uh, I recognize the the importance of referrals and what it can do to your business. But uh, you're you're a guy who has really taken referrals to the next level and built an incredible methodology. Your brand new book is called Beyond Referrals: How to Use the Perpetual Revenue System. To convert referrals into high-value clients, I, I saw that cover, and I got—I <laughs> got to tell you—I I got excited immediately. The perpetual revenue system—I'm in. I don't know what it is, but I want to be a part of it. Tell me a little bit about how you uh, developed the concept and what it is. Sure, it's actually quite simple um, and quite profound. I would say I didn't invent the dynamic, but I gave it a name. So essentially, we serve our clients or customers well. We do a good job. We become referable. And we can go into a little more depth on what that means to be referable. And then we either get referrals without asking. Everyone listening to this should get the re- get referrals without asking. That's a sign of good processes, good relationships with customers or clients. Or we ask in, in an appropriate way. We get the referral, then we have to turn a referral into an introduction. These days we have to get con- connected, hence the, the book title, Beyond Referrals. You have to go beyond the referral. The referral in and of itself isn't the goal. The goal is to get introduced and then set the appointment, whether that appointment is on the phone or in person, and then we acquire the new clients. So sales skills are involved. And what happens is when we bring in clients through referrals and introductions, studies have shown that these people are more inclined to give us referrals, about two and a half times more inclined to give us referrals. So what happens is this cycle goes on perpetually, and the neat part is that it it creates exponential growth for a business because one client or customer can give you two or three or four or five referrals over time, and so your business grows exponentially. And, And since referrals don't cost anything compared to other marketing activities, uh, what we're talking about is here increasing revenues for business and decreasing costs at the same time, which is every business person's goal. Sure. And, and my question is, have, listen to you say that, is it possible, Bill, to, ex- to subsist in a business with only referrals as your marketing generator? I mean, can, can you get along with simply referrals? Can it be that good? Well, it can be. It really does depend on the type of business, though. Not every business can sustain just through uh, 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 
referrals and introductions. Certainly professional services businesses, I, wor- I work with a lot of professional services in terms of financial and banking and, and legal and accounting and consulting and and, and those folks definitely, uh, I just did a program, a live program for a room full of business management consultants and they all are getting referrals and, but they're, they're passive referrals and those count. That's the sign of, of good work and good relationships, but they realize they weren't being proactive. They weren't doing anything to make them happen. So yeah, now on a, on a, on a retail type situation, probably a little harder to create just through referrals. Although word of mouth, which is certainly a cousin to referrals, uh, is very important. And we can talk about social media later, and that's part of what goes into that. So the answer is yes, and it depends a little bit on the type of business that you have. Well, it can certainly be a significant part of, of your marketing approach. Bill Cates is our guest. He is uh, the referral coach. Find him at referralcoach.com. And again, he is the author of Beyond Referrals. If you're in sales and you don't own this book, this is a problem. You you need to find this book on his website, referralcoach.com. Make sure you get a copy, probably among the best $20 investments you'll ever make anywhere. I've noticed in my experience in sales training and being a salesperson, sales manager over the years, Bill, that some people just seem to do a better job of getting referrals. Why do some people get referrals and others don't? Yeah, I think some people are more in tune to the dynamics that that, that uh, need to be in play to get referrals. Uh, some people get more referrals because they're more referable. So let me talk about that very quickly. Sure. Um, Studies have shown that there's a very low correlation between satisfied clients or satisfied customers and referrals, and that's a little counterintuitive. You would think that the more satisfied a customer is, a client is, the more likely they're going to refer, and they will refer to a point, but really what we need is engaged clients. We need clients and customers that really feel engaged with the business, engaged with the, with the professional, with the rep. And uh, some people are much better at that than others. Some people have systems in place to actually create that sense of engagement. And when someone feels engaged, they're more likely to give referrals uh, without asking. And if we are proactive in some way, then they're more likely to respond favorably. So that's part of the equation. We have to be referable, and some people work very hard on that. The other is being appropriately proactive. And some people have no trouble asking for referrals or introductions, stimulate it in some, in some different ways. And some people are just terrified of that, right? They, they, they tremble. I, in fact, when I'm in a room full of uh, very successful salespeople or small business owners, you know, I say, look, you guys are successful. You're, you're, you're smart. You're, you're confident, borderline arrogant. But when it comes to asking for referrals, you turn into a bowl of quivering jello, right? People don't like to do that. And so there are some people who are naturally confident in that area and some people who are, who are not naturally confident. And that's certainly where I come in play, where to, to build that lack of confidence in, in being proactive, becoming confident. So that's a dynamic that goes on. And some people certainly are better than others. Well, it's an interesting dynamic when you think about the necessary skills in selling to be able to ask for the order and yet the next step to ask for a referral. People oftentimes cringe at the idea. Is is it because they feel like they're going to put their current sale in jeopardy or is there something else in play there? Well, that, that is uh, the reason in some cases, you know, they, they've made the sale. They're afraid the client's going to ask for their check back, um, <laughs> which is mistaken thinking. It's limited sure. thinking. So a couple of the, or two or three of the main reasons that people fear why they don't do it, and fear is always at the heart. 
they won't always say I'm afraid, but it's at the heart. So some people are concerned, afraid they haven't provided the value yet. They don't realize that they're referable. Some people don't want to come across pushy. They're, they're concerned that being proactive will hurt the relationship, so they don't want to do that. Some people don't want to come across uh, needy or unsuccessful, hat in hand that feels unprofessional to them in that regard. Some people are just darn afraid of, of rejection. I mean, I know some salespeople who can cold call to the, the cows come home because they don't mind being rejected by someone they have no relationship with, but they won't ask for referrals because they, they, meet, they put too much meaning into that. If a client or a customer doesn't want to provide an introduction, they, they make it mean too much, and, and they don't want to go there, and it feels uncomfortable for them. So it's a lot of different fears that come into play for different people. Interesting. Well, if, if I wanted to be more engaging with my customers, Bill, you, you said we, we don't need satisfied customers. We need them to be engaged. What, what would be some of the first steps that you would suggest people do? How, do? how do I begin to engage the customer in a way that will make me more referable? Sure. I actually have a, a five-step hierarchy, if you will. I'll go through it quickly. Uh, the first step is your initial process, how you engage initially with your prospective clients or customers. Uh, are you there to just make the sale or are you there to to provide value and ask good questions and, and thought-provoking questions and teach and educate? And so if, if you have a good process in place with, with a, uh, an onboarding process, you're creating that sense of engagement quickly. And then responsive service is critical. You have to respond well to our clients or customers as it applies to the, the, our type of business. But that in and of itself isn't enough to create engagement. People expect responsive service. They, they, they pretty much demand it these days. That's the price of being in the game. Mm-hmm. So what do we add to that? Well, we've got to add value. We've got to keep bringing value. And we, and we want to build business friendships. We want to create relationships where, that really go beyond what brought us to, together in the first place. And to do all that, we've got to have a client service model or a client service plan in place, a plan that, we, that dictates how often and for what reason we'll be in touch with clients or customers. Every business's model is a little different, but most people don't have a model. Or if they do, they don't do it, use it very well. Uh, all of that leads to engagement. And one of the things that you can do early on in the relationship with a, a prospective client is talk about that model. Talk, let me tell you how we'll stay in touch, what it will look like with us moving forward. And even someone who sells automobiles that might be viewed as a transactional relationship can still stay in touch with clients or customers if they chose, choose to, and some of the best actually do that. So it doesn't really matter what kind of business you have. You can have a model that fits your business, but talking about the model early in the relationship creates this, this feeling of engagement with the prospect, even though they haven't chosen to work with you yet. So there's a lot of things we can do, and then ultimately the last, the pinnacle of engagement is when we pull back the curtain to our business a little bit, and we, we let our customers or clients know the types of people we serve the best, how to recognize someone who should know us how to talk about us, what it would look like, how we'd handle an introduction if they came up with one. So uh, the problem that some people make is they, they try to make referrals about them and their business prematurely. That, it, we have to earn the right to that. That's something that happens after we bring value and build business friendships. So that's kind of the hierarchy of, that, of how that uh, plays out. Yeah, that's, that's really 
there's a lot of detail there. There's a lot of things going on. I see reciprocity working here. I'm giving mm-hmm. to the client, so there's a sense of them giving back to me, especially in the business friendships kind of thing. I think what I hear you saying is if I'm willing to network my Rolodex into the client's realm, then they're more apt to do the same for me. Is that pretty fair? Yeah, that's part of it, the, the, the giving referrals and making connections and being a resource for your clients in ways that have nothing to do with the, the core work you do. There's all kinds of resources, ways you can be for them. Uh, so this group of management consultants I was speaking to last week, there was a guy that was pretty successful, um, but he realized that he had been limiting his business to just the business at hand, get to the task, do the work. That's all. He never really developed these business friendships and never really, you know, took, broke bread with his clients, taking a client to, to lunch or dinner or a ball game or whatever. And after I stimulated the conversation with the folks in the room, he realized the opportunity that he was missing in terms of repeat business, in terms of referrals and introductions um, and all of that. So most people don't they just don't think in these terms naturally. I've spent 20 years thinking in these terms. And so I see the world through the glasses of what it takes to get referrals and introductions. And I try to bring that uh, to my clients. Uh, outstanding. I, I, I think that uh, you've answered a lot of the key questions. I mean, many times people have this sense that it's really inappropriate to ask for referrals. You know, that's almost uh, stretching the bounds of propriety that we're, we're pushing that business relationship too far. And yet, as I hear you talk about this process, we're really creating a significant relationship with a client, which allows us to ask them to things with a certain sense of comfort that perhaps doesn't exist if we're only in a transactional stage of business. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there are some people out there that say you can't ask for referrals anymore, and that's just hogwash. You just have to do it in the right way. There's even a book that says stop asking for referrals, but when you read the book, you realize he's not advocating that. He just means start asking for introductions, get connected, uh, create better relationships, but he's not advocating that at all. He's just trying to be counterintuitive to sell some books. So, Look, this is, this is the way of the world. The way of the world is meeting people through other people, and the referral, and now what I would say the introduction is, is the warm way we get into their lives. And think about it before there was internet, telephone, anything like that, telegraph. If you wanted to do business, Kelly, in another town, and you didn't know anybody in that town, you'd get a letter of introduction from someone in your town that knew someone in the new town, and you'd carry that letter of introduction with you, and that letter of introduction would would earn trust, right? You'd borrow the trust that comes with that long enough to earn your own trust in that new relationship. So this is an age-old dynamic, and people just need to realize that, and rather than being hopeful, (laughs) wishing and hoping, not a good plan, we need to be purposeful when it comes to making this happen. Oh, fantastic. Hey, we're going to take our first time out. We're going to come back on the other side. And folks, you want to stick around because we're going to talk to Bill about the client attraction conversation, how you craft your approach when you do get that referral. Many times you've heard it uh, described as the elevator speech, and we're going to take the elevator speech and turn it upside down and do some special things with it. Bill Cates is my guest. He's the referral coach. You can find him at referralcoach.com. Stay with us. We'll come back on the other side. This is the Business Locker Room on Voice America. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. 
Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Hi, I'm John Spence, one of the top 100 business thought leaders in the world, and you're listening to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Welcome back to The Business Locker Room. Great to have you on board. Make sure you take a look at us at bizlockerroom.com. And you want to stick around at uh, 40 after the hour. We'll be joined in the X's and O's segment by Miles Austin. We'll continue our conversation about video, all the many uses of video within your business and how you can use it to elevate the exposure that you gain. That's the X's and O's segment brought to you by 4D Sales. Our guest is Bill Cates, referralcoach.com. We're talking about his brand new book, Beyond Referrals. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, Bill, is how does social media fit in now? I mean, the whole landscape of selling and referrals has changed dramatically, I would suspect. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering how you use social media as a tool. Well, some social media is is wonderful for uh, word of mouth. So Facebook, Pinterest, uh, you know, things like that, Uh, Twitter, wonderful for... um, Word of mouth, not so good for introductions. You know, we can uh, talk about, you know, something uh, like, for instance, if, if, you, if you sell someone a car and then you can take a picture of them in front of the car and then you say, hey, why don't you put this on your Facebook or, you know, do you use Pinterest? Yeah, make sure you post it on Pinterest. So, you know, that creates word of mouth and, and that's good. That definitely counts. And we should all be getting some word of mouth. Uh, the best uh, in terms of introductions is LinkedIn, and that's you know mostly a, a B2B, business-to-business type of, uh, of, of dynamic. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, LinkedIn was designed for connections, was de- designed for introductions. And you know, some companies I work with will use it for recruiting employees, and some companies will use it for you know creating some value and posting messages and, and creating discussion groups and engaging with clients and prospects, and that's great. You can even do some cold marketing with LinkedIn, but uh, very few people are actually using LinkedIn to get the connections. Uh, so, for instance, if, if you're connected with people um, and, and I see that, I see your profile, I can ask you for an introduction to someone. Now, the, the dynamics don't change, though, in the sense that you still have to be referable. 
you don't ask people you don't know for introductions. You've got to know them. They've got to have a sense of your value. Even if they haven't experienced your value firsthand, they certainly need to have a sense of it. And so we still have to be referable before we make that happen. So social media is, is, is a tool, but the, the, the dynamics of being referable and, and asking for introductions has not really changed. And it's a great tool, and uh, you know, I teach people how to use it. What what you're suggesting is is that it's another piece of marketing that gets you noticed. But in terms of referrals, if if there's one tool above all the others, we can actually use to get an introduction or a referral. LinkedIn is the place to be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, LinkedIn is the best for introductions. I'm not. They all have their value for different types of businesses, but for actual specific getting connected introductions, LinkedIn is the best at the moment. Now, let's talk about, uh, you've mentioned several times both the word referral and introduction, and I know that there's you distinguish between those, and there's some distinctions between uh, how you get one and how you use the other. So lead us down that path. Referrals and introductions, how do you contrast those? Yeah, well, you know, the, the lowest level would be word of mouth. We've talked about that a little bit, where, and mm-hmm. that's good, but very few businesses can sustain and grow on word of mouth. Enter the introduction, uh, the, the referral, <coughs> excuse me, and usually... The way referrals have been typically handled is, uh, you know, Kelly, call my friend George, use your name, or mention my name, you know, he'll take your call. And, and that used to work pretty well for a while, but now it's just so hard to reach people that, you know, if I as a salesperson or a small business owner call up someone and say, you know, Kelly, you know, said I should talk to you, you know, if you have a great relationship with that person, maybe they'll return my phone call out of respect for you, uh, but doesn't always work. So these days, we've got to get connected. We need an introduction. Now, one great way to get introduced is with LinkedIn. They have actually a, a, a way to facilitate that. Another is email, to get introduced with email. I call it an electronic handshake. Sure. The, the best, the highest form of introduction, if your business uh, is lends to this, would be an uh, in-person introduction. Uh, someone could walk you over to another office if it's an internal within a large company. It could be where... Um, uh, uh, you you break bread, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, anything like that. So at a ball game or a marketing event, in person is the highest form. And so we're actually getting connected. The the referral source is saying, you know, take Bill's call. You know, it's, it'll be worth a few minutes of your time. And we've piqued that person's interest so that they will take my call or they will respond to my email. And that's what we need these days to get connected to people. Okay, gotcha. So referral is when I suggest that you go see somebody and use my name. Right. Uh, perhaps I even call them and say, hey, expect a call from this guy. He's, he's going to follow up with you. But the, the introduction is really where it gets personal. So, for instance, uh, my friend Stephen Gaffney, who I had on the show a couple of weeks ago and will be on again, he sent uh, a, a note to two or three people that he knew. And you were one of those individuals. And he said, hey, uh, Bill, meet Kelly. He's got a radio show. I think he'd be a great guest. You guys hook up and go from there. So that's kind of the idea, right? Yeah, it is. There's an element of advocacy there, right? He advocated for me. He advocated that you at least talk to me. It'd be worth the conversation. And that's what we want in that introduction. We need a little bit of that advocacy. Take his call. Take her call. It'll be worth five minutes of your time. And that's usually what it takes to tip it over to some actual results. (laughs) 
You bet. Now, when you get into an in-person introduction, I invite a client to lunch to meet a new prospective client, somebody I can put together and it makes sense mm-hmm. for all of us or for those two. Are, are there right and wrong ways to do introductions, Bill? Well, I, I suppose there are. And, and um, usually at an in-person introduction, like a lunch, let's say, um, or around the golf, pretty typical, we don't usually talk business much. We don't bring up business um, if it comes up naturally or if the prospect and the client starts to talk about it a little bit, that's fine. But the point of an in-person introduction really is just to create a more of a personal connection. And uh, I'm not saying it has to be that way, but that's usually the best way. And, and let's say, you know, unless the, the referral source really knows the prospect's business intimately and that it's okay with them that they talk about the intimate details, but usually it's a social connection. And what we're doing is we're just connecting that way. So then when we have that business meeting, that first business meeting, we start out at a higher level, right? We've, we've gone through some social. We've had the adventure of golf or we've broken bread together. You know, there's a lot of cultures where they won't do any business until that happens a few times. You bet. Because that's an important part. Americans tend to get down to business a lot faster. And uh, when other people come here from other cultures, they're thrown off by that a little bit. So what we're doing is we're just we're getting to know them a little bit. So usually we don't want to bring up you know any business unless they bring it up from their side. Well, I think culturally it's a big problem with uh, the United States in terms of the way we feel about it. We feel like we can go from zero to 60 right now and, and when I don't know anyone. I think that's a sales mistake personally. I think you have to earn the right to gain someone's trust and credibility. But that referral and that introduction has really rocketed me up that that ladder fairly quickly. The, the interesting part is, is there there comes a point in time where they are going to ask, even after the referral or the introduction, tell me about yourself, tell me what you do. And you call that the client attraction conversation. It's, it's sort of that first look into who we are and what we do. And we're trying to build a good reason for that person to want to continue this this whole experiment. Um, right. Crafting your approach, you call that. And, and you contrast it with the standard um, elevator speech. Tell me how you go about crafting that approach in that conversation. Sure. And I, I have to uh, pay due where due is due, and that is Bill Whitley is my mentor teacher on this aspect of the sales process. A gentleman by the name of Bill Whitley taught me about the client attraction story. And so the client attraction story is really a story that represents the value that you bring to the table. Now, it's not really your elevator pitch per se because it's a story. It's, it's something you're not going to say in a really short period of time. It's, it's what happens next in the conversation. So let's, let's kind of put them together. So the, the, the elevator pitch per se, I, I've never really been happy with with that phrase. And, Nor have I. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, first of all, you're not going to do it on an elevator. But the point of it is, of course, is that it should be short. All right. So we need a yes. short way to explain the work we do. I accept that. The problem is most people, what they teach and the, and the formulas they teach uh, are very, uh, they can be very stilted. When, when you ask someone what they do, quite often when they respond, you can tell whether it's they've put it into a formula and they've been taught something and they're regurgitating it. And so the key here, of course, is to be genuine, to be authentic. And I found one of the best ways to do that is to use the why, your own personal why. I call it the power of the personal why. And so why are you in this business? Why are you 
working for the company that you're working with now? Why are you excited about this business? Why are you excited about the work you do? You know, most people get in the business because they can make some money, and in some cases they have flexibility over their schedule. Great. That's why they got in. But somewhere they really started to believe that they help people, and that's the why I'm talking about. And so when you talk about the why, you as a person come through. Your passion for what you do comes through. So we're approaching the holiday season, and people are going to be gathering Thanksgiving and other seasonal gatherings and parties and whatnot. And people will say, you know, so tell me what you do. Now, I believe in a straightforward response, right? If you're a financial advisor, say, I'm a financial advisor. If you sell automobiles, I sell automobiles. If you're a consultant, I'm a business consultant. Don't get tricky. Um, I remember one financial advisor says, I'm a financial nutritionist. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what the heck is that? Next, you know. Um, so I, I, I think you should be straight and then give the why. So it would be something like this. If you said, Bill, you know, what do you do? Well, I, I am an, an author and an expert and a speaker in the area of, of, of referrals. I help businesses and uh, salespeople acquire more clients through referrals and personal introductions. And I got to tell you, I'm more excited about the work I do than ever before because I found that there's nothing else left that works as well. And so I'm helping people increase their revenues and decrease their expenses at the same time, and it's very fulfilling. So that's just right off the cuff of the cuff that I've made for this. It's the why. So I'm able to explain a little bit of what I do, but in, in coming from the context of passion and caring and, and service to other people. And, and benefit, right? Increase revenue, decrease expenses. I'm talking about the benefits I provide to people uh, right away, immediately, but in a, in a very genuine sort of way. Yeah, I, and, I love that. Go ahead. No, uh, I, I, well, lo- I love the whole approach, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and see, very few people talk about the, their why, their personal why. Um, I interviewed a gal not too long ago, and she sells life insurance and other types of insurance. And uh, she attended one of my webinars, and she shot me an email afterwards and said, Bill, I got I get eight referrals in the last two days, and I almost never get referrals just by this personal why thing. And she, so she had a little story about how she didn't do so well financially for a while, and, and it was the insurance that, and the financial planning she had done that really saved them. And so now she got into the business, and that's why she's in the business. And she says to her prospective clients, I don't want anyone to ever have to go through that again. And that is, is she, her closing ratio has increased. Her referrals without even asking has increased. Just from that, because it's genuine, everyone's personal why is going to be different. No one can take yours, right? Or they shouldn't because it's not it's not theirs. They got to be. Yeah, authentic. there's no one like you. Yeah, there, no question That's about right. it. So the client attraction conversation uh, mm-hmm. includes what you you call a a story that sort of illustrates it. And I think you've alluded to that. But yeah. you you kind of you kind of take a couple of simple steps. Tell them what you do in a wow kind of fashion, and then uh, tell them how you do it, and then you jump into this this conversation, this uh, this storytelling about who you are. Right. Which, as we all know, these stories are are what captures people's imagination. It it is. You know, stories are powerful, right? I mean, you sit down in front of a TV and you get sucked into a story in thirty seconds, and the next thing you know, 
you haven't done your expense report, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, because you get sucked into a story. We all like stories. This is how people have taught over the ages. Uh, you know, you're going to have Waldo Waldman on, a, per, uh, a buddy of mine, you know, incredible storyteller. And when, when he takes the stories with sitting in a cockpit of an F-16, you know, it's great. And, and it draws people in. Well, you can do a similar thing. Um, maybe you're not in a cockpit in an F-16, but you have a story. People will listen to story. So, again, let's say you're at Thanksgiving table or you're at, a, at an event, a networking event, whatever it is. What do you do? You tell them a little bit about what you do, why you do it. You know? and, then, and then you could say, you know, let me, let me tell you about something that just happened not too long ago. It's just, this is why I'm excited about the work I, I do. And I just told you one of those stories, right? This, this, mm-hmm. this gal attended one of my webinars and got eight referrals when she was lousy at referrals with, without even asking and increased her closing ratio. That's a story. That's a quick one. Um, and it's, but it's, it's a story of how the work you do gets applied. You can have long stories. You can have short stories. But it, ex- it really shows people the benefit of the work you do. Now, folks who are very good at this client attraction story uh, do have several stories that relate to the different types of work that they do or the different types of prospects or clients that they serve so they can pull in the right story for the right occasion that fits that type of person or the business that they're in. So rather than relying on just one story, uh, we might have a couple, that we, two or three that we pull from. Um, it, it, and they don't have to be long. I mean, they could be 60 seconds. But it pulls people in. People like a good story. Now, the key in all of this, Kelly, of course, is we've got to be genuine. We've got to be authentic. We've got to be ourselves. It can't sound rehearsed. I'm not saying don't rehearse it. It just can't sound rehearsed. And it just has to be us being who we are. And, you know, at the end of the day, when people make a decision to do business with you, it's an emotional decision. We know that the emotional part of the brain lights up. And this, this, this wow I mean, this why, sorry, the power of the personal why, and the story that we might also tell on the heels of that, that activates the right side of the brain, the emotional side of the brain, where people make the decision to do business with us. Absolutely fantastic material, Bill. Good stuff. He is the author of Beyond Referrals and his previous book, Get More Referrals Now. I am very serious when I tell you this is a book that you must add to your library. If you're in the sales business, professional services, any kind of sales, this is something you want to add. And Bill has got an entire piece on the back end of the book about the sales process, how to create an effective process, improving your questioning skills, talking about value, asking for the business, and all of it is designed to help you create what he calls the perpetual revenue system, something you can use to convert referrals into high-value clients on a consistent basis. You can find him at referralcoach.com. And I am very glad that our friend Stephen Gaffney introduced us, Bill. Thanks for joining us here in the locker room. Thank you, Kelly. Much appreciated. Great stuff. Can't wait to have another conversation with you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, we're going to take our second time out. And when we come back on the other side, we will talk to uh, our other really good friend. He's Miles Austin. We'll do the X's and O's segment. We'll talk more about video. And we've got a whole list of things to add to uh, the whole schematic that we have in terms of video for your business. We now know how easy it is to produce video with very simple tools, including your iPhone or your your uh, mobile device, your Droid device. Just very easy to capture high-definition video. Now we're going to talk about the many things you can do with it in your business. Thanks to Bill Cates for joining us in this segment. We'll be back on the other side. I'm Kelly Riggs. You're listening to the Business Locker Room on Voice America. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Hi, this is Jeff Shore, author of Be Bold and Win the Sale. More great business ideas straight ahead in the business locker room. Hey, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the introduction as we come back into the business locker room. I'm Kelly Riggs. You can find us at bizlockerroom.com. And I want to encourage you to jump on iTunes, by the way. Subscribe to the podcast. Do us a big favor. Leave a rating and review of the show. I would love, love, love to hear from you, whether it's good or bad or indifferent. If you've got ideas for the show, you have some feedback, people you want to hear from, or just some questions for, for specific guests, send me an email, Kelly at bizlockerroom.com. Rate the show. In fact, I will tell you the first 25 folks that will go on and rate the show, I'm going to send you my book absolutely free. Happy to do it. Quit whining and start selling. I'll pay the shipping. You know, we want to get the word out. Uh, We hear a lot of good things from people who do listen to the show. The segment with Miles Austin alone is worth the price of admission, which, oh yeah, by the way, is free. But you get such great stuff that it is worth the time that you invest. Every week we get good stuff. And it's brought to you by 4D Sales, our partner in the X's and O's segment. These three guys, my buddy Brian Carpenter and his two partners, they put this tool together. It's a tablet-based sales tool that's available for iPad and the Windows 8 devices. They've got a brand new website, by the way, 4dsales.com. Make sure you go check it out. This tool is absolutely indispensable for salespeople. Put all of the information they would ever need in any sales call, put it all together on a tablet, make it easily accessible, just like scrolling through pictures on your, your pads, your iPad or your Windows 8, Windows 8 device. And, and you've got it right there. And it doesn't matter what it is. That's the cool part about it. It can be a, a PDF of a price list or a brochure, full color. It can be a slide deck, slide deck pages, individual pages, web pages that are live. If you're connected to the Internet, you can bring them right up. Videos, you name it. Everything that you need to conduct a sales call without digging through all kinds of materials and searching for what you need. And if your client needs it, it's two clicks to email it to them and done. It is really amazing. I've been in the sales and marketing business for a very, very long time, 
it is truly that easy-to-use tool that's going to make it better for your salespeople, speed up the selling process. Last week, we talked with Andy Paul about Amp Up Your Sales and Zero Time Selling, that speed is everything. Trust me, this is a tool that will get it done for you. Find them at 4dsales.com. Tell them we sent you along here in the business locker room. We welcome into the business locker room, Miles Austin. Hey, we've been doing a lot of good things with video, and you just continue to get me excited. That Swivel product, by the way, has just got me really excited. I can't wait to put my hands on one of those. But uh, we want to kind of put a lot of the pieces and parts together. I was in an account today, one of my clients, Miles, and we talked a little bit about video. And this is a recruiting firm. And, of course, they use video resumes and they, they do video in a variety of instances to make their business far more visible. They use it on Facebook. They use it on their blogs. They, and then they're able to get their clients actual video resumes. And I assume that's fairly common. But it just shows you how pervasive video is and how many applications there really are out there. There are, it's really unlimited if you think about it. I mean, not now with Facebook really welcoming uh, you adding videos to your Facebook, whether it's your grandkids for fun or, you know, uh, some weekend water skiing or snow skiing event. But obviously in any business endeavor, you're going to get more attention, more activity and more response from a video in every single case. It's human nature. Why fight it? Yeah, and it's kind of cool because we talked about, we had Andy Paul on last week, and you know Andy. He's uh, in, a, in a group that we're affiliated with, uh, sales experts all over the country that interact together. And he wrote his brand new book, and uh, Amp Up Your Sales. And you said, hey, I'm going to go put a review on Amazon because I like the book. I think it's fantastic. And you did that as a video. Absolutely. In fact, I almost did it. I'm not quite finished. I'm playing with a new little... Uh Fun little technique that maybe we can talk about in a future show. But absolutely, video, people, I mean, it's just much easier, uh, much less active requirement. You can click a button and listen and watch the video versus having to read, uh, you know, a few paragraphs. So it just stands out. And the other thing that I found is by doing that, not only does it help Andy's book stand out, and it's, wow, here's a video review, but it doesn't hurt me as well because people are getting another exposure to what I do, what I sound like, what I look like, and maybe another way to enhance what I'm doing out there in the marketplace. I don't know. You've got a face for radio, my friend. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, I do. I set myself up for that one. <laughs> hey, you know, it brings up something I've heard uh, several people ask in the last two or three weeks that we've been doing that, and that is editing tips. You know, so many people with all due respect to those of you out there in the audience who are using PowerPoint or Keynote, so many people butcher PowerPoint slide decks, keynote slide decks. Uh, I suspect the same uh, problem may exist in in video. Is that a possibility? Um, I believe so. I mean, look, I'm not a graphics artist by any stretch, Kelly, but here's, I was just working with a client consulting this morning on a website and a look and feel kind of scenario, right? And I, the message I'm trying to get across to my client is less is more when it comes to a visual presentation. Um, one of the things that we haven't really talked about is this use of a background of some type, right? right? If you're recording in a hotel lobby and you've got people walking all around and there's hustle and bustle, that's extremely distracting. Why? Do, and go, I encourage people, go look at an Apple video, whether it's an ad or one of their events. Go look at the screen and go look at what's going on behind the scenes. Extremely simple. It's black or it's white usually. 
there's if there's an image at all, it's one big bold image or one word on the screen. Keep it simple. You can get so um, excited about all these neat little things you can do that you want to do them all on one screen or on one video. The worst thing you can do because video, the power of video is in its simplicity of delivering your voice, your visual, and your message. You know, we, we, we haven't really talked about green screens or blue screens many times in video to keep that background out of play. You're using a basic video, but then the pros use that as a tool to bring in uh, some graphics on the back end. Is, is that something that the, the amateur like me can do, or do I need to leave that to the professionals? Well, here's what I would suggest to you. I think everyone um, can invest in and purchase a, a background. There's, uh, In fact, Kelly, I'll send you some links. We'll get these up on your background, on your uh, resources page on uh, Biz Locker Room okay. um, later today. But there's, there's these collapsible, um, kind of spring-loaded background colors. And yes, you mentioned green screen. A lot of people probably have heard of it. And it's really, green is important. And the reason that you want to have that kind of a background, if you want to do some of this more advanced editing, is if you think about that lime green, bright green color, it's about as opposite of anything that skin tone is going to have in it. And what you're doing is the green screen is designed to let you completely eliminate that color from your video, right? That's, that's what's happening. So if you have a light beige or a brown or, you know, some other color, whether it's your shirt, your skin tones, your hair color, it's really impossible to eliminate it completely. So that's why that bright green and what the tool that I use is has, has a bright green on one side. They call it a chroma key green. But the reverse side is a very bright, bold blue. So you get two in one. I have two of those products. I have one that's green on one side blue on the other, and I have the same exact package from the same manufacturer where one side's white and one side's black. And what I would encourage our, our listeners to do is if you want to go start to use these things, get the black and white one first and just put that that screen, that black or white. I like black a lot lately. Uh, I wear a lot of white shirts based on my, my habits from my past corporate days. Sure. But if you put a black screen behind you, there is no distraction, and you just pop right off the screen. And that way, you don't have to do any additional editing. It just takes off all of the distractions behind you. Maybe you're filming in your home office, or maybe you're filming in your living room, very frankly. Or, like I mentioned, I've done before, uh, in a lobby of a hotel or it's maybe a convention that you're at, you can literally set that little screen up behind you, pop it open out of its little case, set it behind you, and no one knows that you're using that kind of a product, and it really is very effective. And this is a product that's extremely inexpensive. Uh, these reversibles, I think, are they're about 50 bucks a piece. Uh, and as I said, I, I use them all the time. I even travel with them when I know I'm going to be doing video interviews uh, with my customers. Oh, Miles Austin in the house. You can find him at fillthefunnel.com. Follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Miles Austin. Good setup for what we want to spend the rest of our time talking about, and that is that background screen gives us a great opportunity to do some branding on the screen itself. And you've got a fantastic new tool you call the YouTube branding tool. Tell us how that works. Well, Kelly, look, I, I think we've all, when we watch the news at night, and you'll watch Brian Williams or whoever, at some point throughout their broadcasting day, 
or that show, you're going to see their name pop up across the bottom of the screen. Or you'll see maybe a link to something that they're talking about or a guest will have his or her name and maybe their company or a website behind it. That little graphic on the bottom of the screen is called in the business is called a lower third. So if you hear that term, that's what it's all about. The challenge is, is getting one of those that looks good, that fits the screen exactly and is really crisp and clean is not as easy as you might think. And so we've gone out and I've heard people asking for it for a long time. And so I went out to my team of developers and we built this tool um, that literally you can go, it's all online, not to download anything, Mac PC doesn't matter. You go online, you create those little strips, you pick from a, about 400 different graphic templates and types and looks and stars and all those kind of things. You put in the information you want. Maybe you'll import, like you in your case with your books, Kelly, you import your book cover images, shrink them down to the appropriate size and put it right in that little bar. Extremely professional. And it's one of those examples. You can tell, I do broadcast, as you know, video broadcast many times a week. And you can tell pretty quickly who the pros are and who the rookies are just based on the fact that either they have a lower third or not. And even more importantly, if they have one, that it looks crisp, it looks professional rather than something that's all squished out of shape and didn't really work that well. Well, that that adds to the professionalism without going to the expense of paying for professional editing. One of the things I've learned about video is that it, it doesn't have to be so highly overproduced to have an impact on people, but there are some very small and relatively inexpensive things that you can do to really have an impact. You can find this tool, folks, at youtubebrandingtool.com, youtubebrandingtool.com. I just purchased it. Highly recommend you get it if you're doing any video. And, Miles, you've got a little something going with that particular product right now, don't you? Absolutely. We, we have been using it privately for our consulting clients now for about three months to rave reviews. Um, it's going to go live to the world the first of the month of December. Right now, for all of you listeners and for those people that are on my blog subscription list, you're going to hear about it in the next couple of days as well. But that price is 27 bucks. So for $27, you get a tool that's going to build unlimited number of graphics as often as you need them online, available 24 hours a day for 27 bucks. That's going up to be just under 100 bucks the first of the month. So um, Kelly and I talked. I said, Kelly, if you want, let's do it. Let's add it uh, as an available piece. If you're listening to this in December, I'm sorry, but the price has gone up, and, and uh, I'm sorry for that. But uh, maybe it's an incentive to listen uh, to the show live uh, when we broadcast. I tell you what, you contact Miles and use the password Biz Locker Room in December. He'll still give it to you for $27. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I might have got myself in trouble with that one. All no, right. Well, no. hey, you look at all of the tools that you've put together for our audience, Miles, and now we have the ability to take some very basic things and to turn out some really significant, high quality HD video, make it look professional, even have the opportunity to speak in front of an audience. And, and the, the screen will pan because of that tool swivel. All of these things available, by the way, if you're listening, at bizlockerroom.com. Go to the Business Locker Room Radio Show at the top nav bar. Drop down, and you'll see a resources link, and you'll find the links to all of these things. But uh, if you want to become much more adept at this and really learn it in a big way, contact Miles Austin at fillthefunnel.com. Again, follow him at Miles Austin. Well, it's it's been fantastic, Miles. I appreciate all the work you've put in on this, and uh, I can't wait to begin sending you some video. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. 
All right, it's good stuff. Uh, the Business Locker Room, yet another episode in the can. By the way, this was show number 31. Special thanks to Bill Cates, the referral coach. Find him at the referral coach, or excuse me, referralcoach.com. And make sure you grab a copy of his outstanding book, Beyond Referrals. Next week, great show lined up for you. Good stuff coming as we talk to Michael Lee Stallard. He is the author of Fired Up or Burned Out. Really excited about that particular show. In two weeks, John Ferrara will be on board and we'll talk about Nimble. He is the CEO of Nimble. What a fantastic guy. Can't wait to get him in the locker room as well. And then December the 8th, Rob Waldo Waldman, you heard Bill talk a little bit about him as well. Michael Sergeant on the other side of the glass, making us sound way better than we are. Brandy Jackson is our producer. Thanks to 4D Sales for their continued sponsorship of the X's and O's segment. We'll see you next time in the business locker room. Thanks for joining the Business Locker Room with your host, Kelly Riggs. Kelly will be back again next week for more business-building content and conversation for your playbook. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel for another edition of The Business Locker Room. Remember, business is a competition. Play to win. Play to win.